Welcome to the Factory Youth Podcast. This is a weekly teaching podcast from the Factory Youth at Calvary Chapel, Vera Beach. All right, if you have a Bible, um, our theme verse has been Mark chapter 3, um, but our main verses tonight are going to be in Matthew chapter 4. And uh, we're in a series, we're actually concluding a series tonight titled The Way. So this is part five, this is the finale of our series, The Way. And I hope it's been helpful for you guys. Um, But we're learning how to practice the way of Jesus, or in other words, be his disciples. That's what we're talking about. How to be in a disciple, how to be a disciple or an apprentice to Jesus, where he uh, is sort of what we model our life after. He is what we become like. And so far we've been learning sort of what it's, what it's like to um, uh, be with Jesus. It's sort of in three things, to be with Jesus, to learn from him, and then ultimately live like him. That's sort of our threefold step that we've been talking about. And we've learned a lot about what it likes, looks like to be with Jesus. Um, we spent three weeks talking about that. If you missed it, um, we, you can subscribe to our podcast. It's on the podcast app, or if you go to ccvb.net slash thefactoryyouth, um, you can find it there as well. I haven't been able to figure out how to get us onto Spotify, um, but if you know, maybe come talk to me afterwards. Anyways, um, so we've been talking about this, but we, we are in our fifth part tonight, and uh, we are concluding, we're talking about this idea of uh, living like Jesus, living like Jesus. And I've titled this message, Living the Ways of Jesus, Living the Ways of Jesus. Mark 3 has been our theme verse. We'll read it again tonight. Mark 3, verse 13, it says this, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed 12, and this is what he appointed them to do, to be with him and that, they might, that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. So we see sort of this three-part method, to be with Jesus, um, to learn from him so that they can go out and preach, um, and to do what he did or to be like him, to live like him, and to have authority over what, what we read about demons. So be with Jesus, learn from Jesus so you can preach, live like Jesus, have authority over power, or have authority or power over Jesus. And this is what Jesus wants us to do. So here's the big question. This is what we're going to try to unpack tonight. How do we live like Jesus? Because we're not Jesus, right? We're not, we're not Jesus. And most of the things that um, Jesus did and how he lived doesn't necessarily apply uh, to how we live. Jesus was a traveling um, rabbi in Israel that was single his whole life. Um, he was from a town called Nazareth. Like, none of that applies to us, right? He, he was homeless. Um, he uh, just basically the way Jesus walked around is he would meet usually um, wealthy people. Um, and he'd be like, hey, I'm Jesus. I'm coming over to your house for dinner tonight. And they'd be like, Okie dokie, that sounds good. And then he would invite himself in, and then he would share a meal with them, and he would share the message of, of the gospel, the kingdom of God, with them. Um, or he would be like in a field somewhere, and a bunch of people would show up, and he would talk to them, and then he'd be like, Does anybody have anything to eat? Um, 
So I don't. I'm homeless. I have no food. And there's kids. He'd be like, we have some food. And he's like, that's not enough for everybody. That's okay. I'll deal with it. And he multiplies it and feeds everybody, including the disciples and himself. Um, and so it's just different for us. Right? Our life is a little bit different. So context, how do we in our day and age, your gender, your life, how do you live like Jesus? That's the question that we're going to try to unpack. Well, first, we need to know how Jesus lived, right? What were the things that were specific to Jesus, but also general in the ways that we can follow after him, all right? Matthew 4, verses 23 through 25, gives us a sort of synopsis of the life of Jesus. It says this, Matthew 4, 23, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And news about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. So here we have in Matthew 4 a synopsis of um, the ministry of Jesus. Jesus proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease. You could summarize it by saying he shared the ways of God. He lived in the ways of God. And he demonstrated the ways of God. Shared the ways of God, lived in the ways of God, and demonstrated uh, the ways of God. Jesus would say this about himself in life and ministry. So what we read in Matthew 4 was a summary written by Matthew. Jesus said this um, in Luke's gospel, and he's quoting an Old Testament prophet, but he says this about his own ministry. Luke 4.18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Jesus, in a, in a synagogue, stood up. He opened up to the book of Isaiah and he's speaking about himself. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because God has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus says the same thing about himself. His, his life was sharing living, and showing the ways of God. That's what we're going to talk about. Sharing, living, and showing the ways of God. Point number one, sharing the ways of God. Okay? This is, this is the, the summary of the life of Jesus. So how do we live like Jesus? Well, we need to understand what Jesus lived like, right? So that we can model. First thing that we model first sort of life lesson from the life of Jesus is that we must learn to share the ways of God. Jesus went around sharing the good news of the kingdom of God, specifically the gospel, which means good news. And it is the message that God's kingdom is here and God has made a way for all people to have relationship with him through faith in Jesus. That was the primary message of Jesus. The kingdom of God is here, and anybody and everybody can have relationship with God through faith in Jesus. 
Jesus went around teaching and preaching this message. And this message is good news for the poor. It's freedom for the oppressed. It's sight to the blind. It's healing for the sick. It's salvation for the lost. And it's everlasting or eternal life for all who believe. That's that's basically what Jesus went around talking about. And all of this happens through faith and relationship with him. And Jesus' primary message simply was to seek and to save the lost. That's what Jesus went around doing. To seek and to save those who are lost. People that are confused or distracted or lonely or isolated or hurting or sick or broken. Jesus went around with a message to saying all who are lost can be found through relationship with him. All of your hurts, all of your worries, all of your brokenness, all of your fears can be found. Hope can be found in Jesus. And he walked around and he preached the message and he said, repent for the kingdom is here. If you would just turn from your sin and follow after me, you will find all these things in me. Now we, as his followers, have been called to do the same thing. To share the ways of God. Jesus would say this at the end of Matthew's gospel before he ascended. He said this, Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them, to the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says, go into all the world. In other words, share the gospel. Tell people what you've experienced. Share the message of hope and life and freedom and everlasting life with every person that you meet. That's the idea. So Jesus, his life, he went around sharing the good news of the kingdom, the ways of God. That's what he did. And he says, he invites us into the same thing, to share The good news to share the message of God. So he shared it. And by sharing it, I mean he he spoke it. He, he, He shared it with people. And Jesus would do so a couple of ways. Um, Usually when it was uh, 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 people that were um, religious by nature but just didn't fully understand what was going on. Um, he would get in front of them like a crowd and he would preach to them. You have sermons like the Sermon on the Mount. You have other things where he's in front of a large crowd of people and he's preaching to them the gospel, the message of the kingdom. And then Jesus would also, one-on-one, after he would invite himself over for dinner, which is, Jesus is awesome. My favorite is Zacchaeus, who was a uh, tax collector. And we're told that he's up in a tree trying to spot Jesus. Jesus walking by sees him up in the tree and he goes, Hey, Zacchaeus, what are you doing up there? I'm coming over to your house for dinner tonight. And Zacchaeus is like, all right, let's do it. And then Jesus would go over there, eat whatever was in the, the fridge, the pantry. And then he would share the message of the kingdom. And so both in a public setting before a bunch of people, he would share, but then also in a private setting, right, over, over a meal with coffee or whatever it was they were into, hummus probably, 
and sit there and share a meal and speak and share the gospel. And Jesus invites us into the same thing. That we have opportunity, whether it's in a big public setting like posting something on our social media page or privately one-on-one over a cup of coffee or in the drive through line at McDonald's or whatever it is saying, hey, this is what I've experienced and I want to invite you to experience the same thing. Sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. The second thing that Jesus did was showing the ways of God. So he shared the ways of God, but point number two, he showed the ways of God. Jesus didn't just preach a message, but he lived a life that demonstrated that message. Um, Back in Matthew 4, where we began, it says that he both proclaimed the good news of the kingdom, he proclaimed it, and he healed every disease and sickness among the people. So there was both a, a... explanation of, hey, this is good news, right? There's hope, but then also he demonstrated it. How? Well, he healed people. Like he raised the dead. He, he, he gave sight to the blind. He fed and he ate with hungry people. Like Jesus, Jesus not only had a message to share, but his life was an example of the message he shared. Does that make sense? It wasn't just hey, here's the message, all right, see you later. But it was, here's the message, and I'm going to live my life in such a way that complements or goes along with that message. He demonstrated the message. We must live the same way. We need to have a message that we preach. In other words, we, we need to tell people. We, when opportunity comes for us to share or invite or talk about, we need to take those opportunities But we also must live our lives in such a way that demonstrates that message. In other words, we have to, classic, we have to practice what we preach. We can't just say one thing, oh yes, I worship God, yes, I believe in God, yes, I have a relationship with God, yes, I love God, and do something different. Behave something that that contradicts or contrasts the message that we're sharing. To put it more bluntly, 1 Peter chapter 2, he says it like this. Live such good lives among the pagans. Pagans is basically people that aren't believers. And it's not like a derogatory term. It's just, he's just making a distinction. He says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. That they would see your good deeds. I wonder if people see your good deeds. And not in a showy type way. Like we go around and like look how good my deeds are. Um, But in a more general way where your life is, is different. The way you walk. The way you behave. The way you act. The way you react. The way you interact with people, how you treat people, what your goals are, what you do should show the message of Jesus. And so often, and and maybe you've heard this before, maybe you've had this happen when you've invited somebody to church and somebody says, I don't like Christians because they're so hypocritical. And there's a tendency when when we preach a message of love and forgiveness and hope and healing, and yet our life doesn't Our lifestyle and our actions don't complement or go along with that message. It does does damage. 
And so what we have to do is, the, the, the idea is that we have to be consistent, right? We have to be people that are consistent in both what we say and what we do. Jesus, he shared the message. He went around to every place preaching the kingdom of God, but he also showed the message. He went around and he like brought the kingdom of God. People were healed. When after Jesus would leave an encounter with people, most of the time they were better off as a result. There is one story that I can think of um, in the Gospels where after an encounter with Jesus, somebody went away sad. And the reason was because they were unwilling to submit themselves to what Jesus was asking them to submit to. But most encounters that Jesus had with people, they walked away from that having benefited. Sometimes it was harsh and he was correcting them, but it was a benefit. Because it was better for them to know the truth than to be stuck in a lie. And so Jesus, when people encountered him, they benefited from him. What about you? Like, let's just think practically for a second. After somebody encounters you, I wonder what they walk away with. And, and not even just like a, like I'm not saying you, like, because you have to preach the message every time you talk with them. But just like, what, you, what do you say to them? What's your body language? How do you, do you encourage or do you discourage? Do you build up or do you tear down? See what I'm saying? It's both what you say and what you do. And this is how Jesus lived his life. He shared, but he also showed. All right, the third thing is that he lived the ways of God or living the ways of God. He shared it, he showed it, but he lived it. What I mean by that is that the gospel was not just a message that he preached. It wasn't just something that he did, but a way that he lived and something that he believed in. Jesus' life was marked by preaching and doing for God, but he also regularly got alone to be with God. Jesus had a rhythm of going and doing and then being alone and praying. That was his rhythm. Oftentimes, Jesus would, would be doing something dramatic, some big miracle, and then we're told that he got up early the next morning to be alone to pray. So Jesus had this rhythm where it wasn't just like this thing that he said, like he's like, I feel like I have to say this, nor was it just something that he did, like, ah, yep, I've got to do this too, like it's a job. But it was something that he believed in that impacted him on the deepest level of who he was. And Jesus' life was marked by preaching and doing, but also by being with the Father. Because he knew that the gospel or relationship with God was just as much for him as it was for others. Communion with God. And sometimes as Christians, we can think that our only goal is to see other people saved. Which it is. We should want to see other people come into relationship with God. I'm not knocking that. But at the same time, our goal is for us to be in close relationship with God. All the things that we do for God, sharing and showing, comes out of our personal relationship with God. All the things that we do for God, sharing and showing... So sharing, telling people about Jesus, showing, living our life that, that is marked by the message that we believe in, comes out of, is an overflow from being with God. 
God's primary goal for us is not that we become his employee. His goal is that we would become his children. We don't go around and clock in and clock out for God. We are adopted into his family. And so then everything we do stems from that. We're not, we're not like trying to work for a paycheck. Okay, God, look how many good things I did for you today. Look how many times I opened my mouth and preached. Aren't you so proud of me? Didn't I do good, God? Listen, God is for you. God, you are through faith in him, you are, God is pleased with you. And so then we live our life from that as his children, not as his employees. So how are you allowing the gospel or your relationship with God to impact your daily living? It's important that you do stuff for God. It's important. But we also must simply be with God. Because when it gets imbalanced, things get wrong. Too much input and not enough output causes you to get fat. Spiritually. Right? Too, too, much, too much input. Too much, in, like, maybe it's too much, like, listen to me. Follow what I'm saying. Like, if there's too much, like, head knowledge, like, too much input of, of like, being around the things of God, but we're not working it out, in other words, we're not showing other people, we get sort of prideful and puffed up and legalistic, and we think we're all that. Too much input and not enough output causes you to get fat spiritually. Too much, listen, too much output and not enough input causes you to get tired or burnt out or fatigued. So what has to happen is this balance of input and output, of being with God, allowing God to pour into you, and output as you serve him and share with others, and this proper balance happens in your life. We need a balance of being with God input and doing for God output in order to be healthy Christians. Does that make sense? So it's sharing, it's showing and it's living. Worship team, you guys can come up as we close. As we are with Jesus, as we are with Jesus, we learn from Jesus, and then we can live like Jesus. And Jesus' life was marked by sharing, showing, and living in the ways of God. I don't recommend doing this um, because Google is weird, but this week I Googled how to live like Jesus. And let me tell you, I don't get my sermons off Google, I promise. Um, but I was just curious, you know, like, you know, sometimes you got to Google things, you're just like, what is out there? Like, what, what, if, so, if I'm thinking this and I Google this, what are they going to tell me to do? And I was actually very pleased with what Google recommended to how to live like Jesus. All right, so nine things, practically, how we should live like Jesus. Okay, here they are. Spend time praying each day. Serve others. Number three, study the Bible. Number four, share God's word with other people. I love that because it's both sharing with people maybe that don't know God, an opportunity there if God would open that door. But also, let me encourage you Christians, 
talk about God's word together. So often we like, we, we, we don't know what to say to people that don't know God because we never practice by talking about God with people that do know God. So talk about him. Talk about what he's been doing in your life or, or maybe where you're struggling or where you're having doubts or maybe where you've had great victory. Talk about it. Share God's word with other people. Number five, resist temptation. Number six, put God first. Number seven, don't put too much value in material things. I love that. Don't put too much value in material things. Jesus was a great example of that. He didn't have a home. He was just kind of like, I've got, I've got one thing on my mind. Number eight, trust God's plan. And then number nine, submit to God's will. That's, be, that's good, isn't it? Google, you can preach. <laughs> so the, in this series, the last five weeks, we've been talking about being with Jesus, learning from Jesus, living like Jesus. And I said a few weeks ago that this is both simultaneous and circular. What I mean by that is all of these things happen at once as we have relationship with God. We're with Jesus. We learn from him. We live like him. So it's simultaneous. It's all happening at once, but it's also circular. It's not like, okay, graduate from part one, go to part two, go to part three, A plus, you're done. It's, it's circular. I mean, we, we do it over and over and over. We remain with Jesus. We learn from Jesus. We live like Jesus. And this is the mark of our whole life, learning to be with him, to pray and to read his word and to be in church and to, to, to meditate and to Sabbath and all the things that we've talked about, to be with Jesus, to learn from Jesus or learn who you are in Jesus, and then live like him. Share, show, and live. And this, as this happens, we'll grow in our relationship with God. We'll walk into the things of God. We will be better witnesses of God. We'll, we'll, we'll experience more of the favor and blessing of God. And we'll, we'll, we will finish the race that has begun. In other words, we will keep going. We won't stop. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to walk with God all of our days. Amen.